Howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind with your host, John Spencer. Grab a mug of your favorite brew and join me and my sister, Carla, and then get ready to brew your brain, sharpen your wit, and enrich your faith. We'll give you the rundown on today's date, share some interesting historical facts, and then toss out a few random musings just to get your brain gears turning. Plus, I'll offer up some thoughts to ponder on your walk with Jesus. So let's get this show on the road. Hey, good morning, Carla. Happy Tuesday. Good morning. It's Tuesday, Daily Grind friends. Tuesday. Still getting used to 2024. Not used to it yet. Nope. (laughs) On this date in 1959, Luna 1, the first spacecraft to reach the vicinity of the moon and to orbit the sun, was launched by the Soviet Union out in space before us, man in space before us. And so our, our race was to be the first people to put a man on the moon and bring them back safely. And we won that race. And we won that race. Yeah. Hands down. So, (laughs) and on this date in 1974, 55 miles per hour as a speed limit was imposed on us by the Richard Nixon (laughs) administration. I remember. I don't remember Richard Nixon. I was thinking it was someone else, but I totally remember 55. Oh, yeah. I was just a kid, of course, but. um, (laughs) I know, but you probably heard our parents go, it's going to take us 12 hours to get to El Dorado. (laughs) It was impactful. (laughs) (laughs) And on this date in 2008, oil reached $100 per barrel for the first time. Pricey stuff. Pricey stuff. Although a lot of that was, I think, still controlled by markets and OPEC. And other right, right, of. right. And January 2nd, Carla, is Happy Mew Year. That's uh, New Year's for cats. Oh, well, no wonder my cat's been so happy this morning. She must have known. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because it's Happy Mew Year. <laughs> I'm going to do some stuff with that. Okay, thank you. It's National Buffet Day. That sounds good. It's National Cream Puff Day. Also good. All in, yes. It's National Motivation and Inspiration Day. Hmm, okay. And it's National Personal Trainer Awareness Day. You know, those awareness days, I'm always like, oh, look, there's a personal <laughs> trainer. I, I mean, I, I'm aware of them one being, I just don't know. Yes, they exist. Uh, you know, I will acknowledge that. And they go um, hand in hand with motivation. And it is also National Science Fiction Day. Okay. <laughs> um, Drink and they together. came about, whoever picks these days, apparently people got together. And uh, National Science Fiction Day is also the birthday of famous science fiction writer Isaac Asimov. Well, happy birthday. (laughs) And now it's the time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. There are less than 30 estimated people in the United States bearing the first name Millhouse. (laughs) That's believable. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you you want your kid to stand out, not have a made up Millhouse. Millhouse could do it. Okay. File that away. I don't know, Carla. Do you think if people were really 
to listen to themselves more often, they might talk less. Well, if they talked less, they couldn't listen more to themselves. That's true. Yeah. I don't know what that, (laughs) that's like the law of conservation of matter and energy or something. (laughs) It's not that, but. (laughs) So in my just continued fascination with trivia related to Krakatoa, the final explosion (laughs) from that volcano, because it erupted several times and it was like a global event. But its final explosion measured 310 decibels. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that is loud enough to be heard perfectly, clearly, 3,100 miles away. Oh, that's pretty loud. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's super loud. You wouldn't have wanted to have been like, oh. Closer than 3,000 miles. A mile away. <laughs> For you many know, reasons. So at school, Carla, did you always have a classroom where everybody would say here during roll call, except for like one kid who would always yell present? Yes. Yes, I did. Yes. I always wonder what that person is doing now. Yes. (laughs) They're fighting a good fight. I don't know. Who knows? Carla Stanley, he's famed for his alliterative names in his comics. You know, Peter Parker, Bruce Banner, Matt Murdock. Yeah. Got it. And he said in an interview that it was because he had such a poor memory. And he thought if he used names that started (laughs) with the same letters, it would help him remember the whole name better. Okay. From people that he's creating in his work. That's (laughs) Yeah, that he made up. Yeah. What are you going to do? Did you know, Carla, that in 1980, Detroit presented a key to the city to Saddam Hussein. Oh, you're kidding. Well, yeah, because he was like our big buddy in the 80s. I can't uh, even remember that. Oh, my God. We were so at odds with Iran that he was our huge ally. Oh, all right. Yeah. I wonder if he kept it. Reversal of fortune. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know when they were (laughs) looting all that stuff in his palaces going, Oh, look, here's the key. Where's to my what key? if they gave, gave it back to Detroit? <laughs> you know, Marcy recommended for me over the holidays that I do some light reading to relax. Yes. I will tell you, I have not found it relaxing at all. In fact, my eyes kind of hurt. The most I could manage was 60 watts made oh. in China. <laughs> well, you're getting what you deserve there, buddy. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. And the first Kentucky Fried Chicken franchise restaurant, not the original one, but the first franchise Franchise. was opened in Salt Lake City, Utah in 1952. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Was the first one in Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a roadside thing or something. Yeah. But the first franchise... In Utah. Got it. In Utah, Salt Lake City. But that makes sense because that's a population where I can see a bunch of people buying buckets of chicken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to enrich your faith. John 4, 23 through 24. Pretty familiar story comes out of Jesus having a conversation with the Samaritan woman at the well. And Jesus told her, believe me, woman, 
An hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, because salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming, and is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. It's the truth part I want us to talk about today a little bit. I think some of us have a hard time being honest to God or honest with God or honest with ourselves for that matter. C.S. Lewis once said that we must lay before him what is in us, not what ought to be in us. We need to realize that we cannot hide the real us from God. And believe me, he can handle our doubts, our fears, our anger, our hurt, whatever emotions you think it is that you can't bring before our Father, you've got to know that God knows it better than you do. And in fact, he tells us he knows our thoughts before they're on our tongues. So we need to take off whatever prayer mask we might wear, whether it's just kind of faking it through flowery King James kind of prayer talk, or we just want to come across with a false level of being pious, or we just want to act like there's nothing wrong. And we know that everything for us is, oh, I'm blessed and praise the Lord and hallelujah. When we're full of hurt and pain and the wheels are coming off, God sees what's in me, what is really in me. And he loves me unconditionally. He meets me right there and he wants me to connect with him right there too. I mean, open up your Bible. Look through there. The heroes, the main characters in God's story, most of them are scoundrels. I mean, that is a cast of characters full of jack wagons. I mean, look at David. He possessed, obviously, a lot of admirable qualities. I mean, he's called a man after God's own heart. But we also know that he was a liar, an adulterer, a murderer. We can make sense of that in what David recorded in his own prayers. Because his prayers run the gamut from adoration to anger, from contrition to contempt. When we look at the Psalms that he wrote, they are raw. They are profoundly and sometimes uncomfortably honest. Because David was able to express the truth about himself to God. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And so when we're willing and free to set aside all of the pretense and reveal ourselves honestly and truthfully to our Heavenly Father, that's a huge step towards spiritual maturity. Unfortunately, I think there's a whole bunch of people in church today who still approach God in prayer the way that we approach church on Sunday. And by that, I mean, you got to make yourself presentable. You got to clean up your kids and clean up your language and show up pretending to be someone that you're not. And of course, we know that's just ridiculous before an all-knowing, all-seeing God. I don't know why we try to do that. But when we feel the need to create that veneer of piety in our prayers, it's not because that we're afraid that God will not accept us, I don't think, so much as 
that we can't accept ourselves or really believe the truth that God knows me as I am and loves me as I am. So we end up expending and wasting all kinds of emotional energy on our imaginary self that we create rather than just face our true self with all of its failures and its sins and its shortcomings. It's, well, that list just goes on and on and on. Now, this imaginary self, this fake facade, it can be successful in the world. And in fact, it might even be celebrated in church. Marcy had the opportunity to be discipled early on in our ministry while we were working at Fort Hood by Mary Jane Taylor. And she told Marcy that a lot of times real discipleship doesn't occur with younger believers, but instead they're just taught how to potty train their flesh to make it act Christian. And that flesh that we've potty trained can never truly enter into prayer because our Heavenly Father welcomes into His presence and His company repentant sinners, not imaginary fake saints. You know, Psalm 32 tells us about the joy of forgiveness. How joyful is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How joyful is a person whom the Lord does not charge with iniquity and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I keep silent, my bones become brittle from my groaning all day long, from day and night. Your hand was heavy on me and my strength was drained as in the summer's heat. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not conceal my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. You know, I'll read that quote from C.S. Lewis again. We need to lay before God what is in us, not what ought to be in us, not what we want to be in us. You know, David modeled that in his prayers. So what is in you today? Because let's be honest to God. Father, you faithfully promised that if we confess our sins, that you'll forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It is so good to take you at your word on that. Thanks for joining me on another episode of The Daily Grind. Please do all of that podcast activities that mean so much. Rate us, review us, share this podcast with your friends. It is continuing to spread, and it's all because thanks to you, faithful listeners. Appreciate it. If you like what we're doing, send us a note. Give us some feedback. If there's things you want to see more of, less of, we're willing to do that too. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow on another episode of The Daily Grind.